0: Good day, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in the world. Friends, today I want to share with you the origin of the name uh, Henry Heatwave. Henry is my birth name. I want to tell you why uh, I use the name Heatwave. Although we know a heatwave is a weather phenomenon, and there are bands in America Whose, whose name is Heatwave. There are people who produce fireplaces and the company's name is Heatwave. Then in the Philippines, there's a shop that sells high-level shoes. Uh, they also called Heatwave Shoes. But I didn't choose the name Heatwave uh, to imitate somebody else. They say, don't imitate, innovate. So I'll tell you now, this name uh, that I'm using, Heatwave, was born through a miracle that God did. I remember that I was at the church uh, here in the city of Cape Town. The church was called uh, the Yeast People. And I remember going home one day, I used to do welding. And when I went home as I was unloading my tools a car pulled up a car pulled up be- behind us and a guy came to me I knew this guy and he said to me I want you to pray for this guy the other guy in the that is in the passenger seat that came with him and I said okay and I went there and he said get in because uh, get in the, the vehicle because I'm going to the the fish shop he's going to buy fish and chips because this guy, uh, the driver who came to fetch me, he's an athlete. Not only an athlete, he's an acrobat. He wa- used to be in the circus. So he's a person. He watches diet. He don't. He told me he never eat deep fried stuff. Deep fried stuff from the the cafe or uh, takeaway. And so he always eat fish stuff like that. And um, so we went to the fish shop. And as we went to the, the fish shop. I started to pray for this guy for whom he requested prayer. And this guy was drunk. He was actually a man who worked for the bank. He was, uh, they call him an assessor. When the the people are busy building and they uh, want money for their building, they get the initial deposit or advance payment. And then, the assessor goes out uh, to see how far they progress with the building and they would get a draw. Say if they built a window height, they would get another draw. If they go ceiling height, they'll get another draw. But the assessor must check out to see that everything they built thus far is according to standard. So this guy worked for the bank. And, And then I started to pray for him. And I spoke a little, and I prayed again for him, and I spoke uh, again, and I prayed for him. So whenever I go to church, I pray in the car on my way to church. I'm, I travel with with the driver, and I travel with musicians. So I say, the young people, and so I say to them, uh, uh, "Is said, okay, if I pray a prayer now, they said, yes. And then I say, and then... Uh, After a while, after five minutes, I pray again. And after ten minutes again, I say, I don't pray one prayer, one continuous long prayer. I pray by installments. In other words, I pray a short prayer now. And after a while, another short prayer. And after a while, another short prayer. Because even the Bible says, pray without ceasing. The Bible says, continue in prayer. And it says, watch in prayer with thanksgiving. So if I pray a lot, it doesn't mean that I'm thinking that I'm super spiritual. If I pray a lot, it just says to God, it says that this man realizes weakness and he realizes limitations. I pray a lot because I'm weak. But when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Because Corinthians 13 says, verse 8, Paul said he had a weakness because he was a powerful apostle but he had still another weakness, but that weakness that he had was given to him as a thorn in the flesh, in other words, he said, God gave me this weakness so that I may remain humble, because sometimes you excel in what, you're a master in soccer, master musician or singer or master in your craft, a or, or carpenter or um, whatever in computers, you're a master, but sometimes prize may rise up in your heart. And the Bible says pride goes before the fall. So in order for Paul to remain humble, God allowed him to have a weakness, a limitation. So whenever he thinks of his weakness or he's battling with his weakness to strengthen himself in that area, he couldn't make it. So God said, no, I've given you that thorn. He called it a thorn in the flesh so that you may be humble. So if you're humble, You will be sustained because and you will be elevated to, promoted to. So, the Bible says pride goes before the fall, and humility goes before promotion. So, I pray a lot not because I think I'm super spiritual, because I think I'm a super saint. I pray a lot because I need God, I need guidance, I need strength. I need wisdom. I'm not praying because I think I'm better than you. It is when you see somebody praying a lot, you must know that person, he's not thinking in super spiritual or he or she. They realize they need God. They need Him continuously. You see, it's a sign of humility actually and it's a sign of dependency on God. But if I don't pray a lot, it means I'm leaning on my own understanding. I'm depending on my own strength which is not a good sign. But nevertheless, as we were traveling, we're getting back to now. Somebody said, be kind, rewind. So I'm rewinding back. Remember the guy picked me up. He said, I want you to pray for this guy. And I got into the vehicle next to this guy who's uh, um, working in the bank and he's drunk. And my friend is on the way to the fish shop. And then I started to pray for uh, the guy who's drunk. And I prayed a prayer for him, then spoke to him, then prayed another prayer and spoke to him, prayed another prayer and spoke to him. And when the guy stopped at the fish shop and he went in, I prayed for this guy again. And then I spoke to him and I said, don't you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God? The Lord Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the loving God, don't you want to accept him As your personal Lord and Savior, why do I emphasize the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Loving God, the Christ, the anointed? Because there are many people in the world in the Latin American countries whose name is also Jesus. So you've got to draw a distinction between the Jesuses out there in the Latin American countries. And the Lord Jesus, the Christ, the anointed. Christ means anointed in Greek. Messiah means anointed in Hebrew. The Lord Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, yes, you want to receive the Lord as his Savior. And I prayed for him and I led him to the Lord. As uh, the saying goes, as we say in Christianity, I led him to the Lord and prayed for him. To accept the Lord Jesus as His personal Savior. Because in the Christian Bible, in the New Testament, in the book of John 1 verse 12, it says, as many as received Him, Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, as His personal Savior. If you believe the Lord Jesus is the Son of God, and and believe the Lord Jesus died on the cross for His sins and our sins, and He paid the price for our sins, And he received the Lord as his Savior. The Lord comes into his heart in a spiritual way. And he becomes a child of God. And that moment when you receive Jesus as your personal Savior, all your sins are forgiven. All the sins you committed in your whole life is forgiven. And your sins are being blotted out of the books. And your name is written in the book of life. Because the Bible says, In the book of Revelation, also in the Christian Bible, the last book in the Christian Bible, the New Testament, Revelation, it says, Revelation chapter 20 from verse 11 to 15, it will tell you about the end times, what will happen at the great judgment, the great everybody will appear before great white throne on the judgment day, and the books will be opened, people will be judged according to their works, The Bible even says the people who died at sea, their bodies will be coughed up by the sea and then the books will be opened. They will be judged according to their works and their deeds and whatever. And then it says in verse 15, Revelation chapter 20 verse 15, it says, And then the book of life was opened. And if it was found that your name was not written in the book of life, you will be cast into the lake of fire and you will suffer there and be tormented forever and ever because it won't be your body it will be your soul and why forever and ever because your soul cannot burn out your soul is eternal so then I led this man to the Lord and I received the Lord Jesus as his personal Savior (laughs) and that moment he was born again that moment the Holy Spirit came and regenerated him He became a child of God. So he went home, a new creation, a new person. He went home. And then his wife was so overjoyed with him coming back. He went away a drunk and he came back a sober person. He went away unsaved and he came back saved. He went away a a person who was outside of the family of God but came back as a child of God. And they joined the church. The church was called that time. It was a few years ago. Um, the yeast people, and they joined that church, and they uh, availed themselves to become um, home cell leaders, and and they became the home cell leaders in that region where they lived. And then they phoned me. They said to me, uh, "They are not so experienced in in the gospel or experienced in the Word of God, but they are now home cell leaders. They would like me to be." a co-leader, to assist them, to walk with them on their path as uh, home cell leaders. So they came to fetch me on the first night, the opening night of the home cell. And as I came into the home of the home cell, there were people sitting there. And immediately I received a word of knowledge from God. A word of knowledge is where you get a word in your heart or in your spirit of something that you cannot perceive with your natural senses. You cannot perceive it by seeing. You don't see it. You don't hear it with your physical ears, but you hear the voice of God within. And the word of knowledge is recorded in also in the New Testament of the Christian Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You can read through it. There are nine gifts there of the Holy Spirit which God gives to His children And the gifts are there to build the children of God up, to edify them, as they say. And so as I entered that home and saw the people there, I said, there is a lady here who cannot have children. She's got a problem with the ovaries. I said, you don't have to come out now, but you can come to me after the service, when the service is done, and I'll pray for you because I did not want the people to know who the lady is who's got this problem with the ovaries because she may feel ashamed you know she may feel uncomfortable if they know that she cannot have children or something to that effect and so (coughs) excuse me so what happened after the service I I forgot about this lady already and as I'm on my way to the car in the parking area, a lady ran after me and she said, Sir, Sir, it's me. I'm married for six years and we cannot have children. We try to have children. I went twice for artificial insemination already. It did not work. It did not help. I said, okay lady, let me pray for you because we say, if God reveals it, God will heal it. And so I prayed for and I asked God to bless and to touch her woman and touch her ovaries and yield him, and bless her that she may have children. And it wasn't long in, in, in just over a year after that she had a, a, a son. After six years of trying, God blessed her with a son. And so that, that was a miracle that happened that God touched a woman who couldn't have children, and she's having a child now. In fact, at this moment, she's got two children. And and this woman is a, a internationally famous woman. She addressed uh, the, the European Union a year or two ago. And, and uh, so what happened? Then, as the people got to know what God did, they started to invite us in an informal way, like over weekends and on the nights that we are free, like maybe a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, they would invite us to their homes and say, can you come to our home and do a prayer there? Or come to our home and encourage us and share something, a testimony with us. And we went from place to place all over the people, invited us in our region, the Cape Peninsula. And wherever we went, when we would regroup, the people would talk about what happened at those services because it wasn't like a formal service in a church. It was like in a lounge. And when it comes time for prayer, the, the people, the members of the group, this one would go and pray for that one, this one would go and pray for that one, and this one would encourage that one and share and counsel that one and so forth. And so when we regrouped and had coffee, the the, the guys would talk about what happened. And, and, and the recurrent theme was, everybody said, yo. The Holy Spirit is moving like a wave. Sure. Every week they'd say, The God Spirit is moving like a wave where we went. And other people said, Yeah, but I felt the fire. The fire was there. The heat. Could you feel the heat when we were praying? Could you feel the heat when we were speaking? Could you feel the heat when we were, were singing? And so there was. A, they always spoke. that. These two words always came up about the wave. The Spirit moving like a wave. And others saying uh, they felt the heat. And so one lady who worked as a secretary and and in her leisure time at work, she was thinking of these things that's happening because she was a part of it. And she said, people talk about the heat and people talk about the wave. And she, on her computer, she put the two words together. And the two words she said, heat, wave. And she took clip art. That time they used clip art. She took a clip art uh, from the computer, downloaded it, And that clip art was black in the background and there was like a missile. It's like a meteor, a fiery meteor going through the darkness. Fiery flames like orangey red. And there she wrote, heat wave. She said we can call our group heat wave. (laughs) And that's how the heat wave was born. Amen. So, that's why I use, I don't use my own name uh, and, and surname because I don't want to draw people to me. I'm not out there to draw people to me. And so I use a, a, a name that's neutral, Henry Heatwave, you see. But what is the Heatwave doing? What am I doing with that name? Today we have a network which we call the Heatwave Connection. And the Heatwave Connection has members. And, and when I speak People felt they want to hear what I'm talking about. So what we do in the Heatwave Connection, we have what we call sharpening sessions. And we always say, never eat alone. In other words, if I'm going to have a coffee at the restaurant, or if I'm going to have a lunch or brunch or whatever meal at Nando's or a breakfast at Spur or something, a snack at McDonald's, wherever these local outlets here in Cape Town, Then we would phone another friend or two or three and say, are you free? Come and join us. We're going to have uh, something to eat, a brunch or lunch or breakfast. And we call that sharpening sessions because when we're together, we sharpen one another. In other words, we we educate one another. We teach one another skills. We talk about everything in those sharpening sessions. We talk about cars, what to do uh, about your warranties, about your your guarantee. Um, We talk about investment, buying properties. We talk talk about property. Uh, We say don't invest as a young person. Don't just go and buy you a fast car in the beginning. Rather buy a property, even if it's just a property lying there because it will increase in value. Or buy a home before you get married because by the time you get married, you have your own home. It's an investment tool because property is it's a passive income like we would talk about that we would talk about communication we would say communicate or suffocate because sometimes you don't get what you want or what you need because you did not communicate okay then we talk about we don't believe in gossiping we don't in our circle whenever we get together to eat we've got one rule you don't gossip I don't want to hear about other people's uh, dirty laundry. I don't want to hear about other people's problems. Not problems, th- they're scandals. I don't want to n- know anything dirty about other people. Yes, you can bring uh, tell us that person is sick or the person is out of work or lost his home. That we must bear one another's burdens. That's not gossip. That's sharing, bearing one another's burdens. So, So that is what we do. We encourage one another and we have because time is so limited and so short, we cannot speak long. So we have condensed uh, whatever uh, we want to share into phrases, into sayings. <laughs> and it's uh, such great fun. So if people, people ask me, how are you? I, I say, um, I'm dynamic, I'm vibrant, I'm spirited, I'm energized, I'm sound minded. Because that is what happened to me when I received the Lord. He says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Now the word saved in Greek is sozo. And the definition of sozo means sound mindedness, health, vibrancy, dynamicism, restoration, peace. So that's who I am. That's my status. It's not uh, just I'm using words. It's what really happened to me. And I am sound minded. So these are the things, uh, and then when I ask another person, how are you, they say, no, I'm fine. And, and again, on another time, they say, they are fine, and how are you? I say, well, I'm not fine, because fine is freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, F-I-N-E. F is for freaked out, I is for insecure, N is for neurotic, and E is for emotional. So I'm not freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Amen, I'm dynamic i'm vibrant so this is what the heat wave is all all about so of course then as you can see uh, the heat wave has a podcast and then of course the other things that i do as the yeet wave i do proofreading like for people's dissertations or thesis i do ghostwriting by the i'm not boasting i'm telling you what the heat wave is about this is not boasting you wondered, why am I using the word Henry Heatwave? What is this heat wave? Are you trying to impress people? Are you trying to be famous? No, I'm not trying to be famous. It's just something. It, it's a word that really was born out of a miracle that God performed. A miracle of opening a woman's womb and healing her ovaries and, and blessing her with a child. The, the boy today is 17 years old and he is a a youth leader leader at a, f- a world-famous church. He's a youth leader today. I'm not going to mention the name of the church. Otherwise, you're going to say I'm boasting again. <clears throat> I'm not boasting. When I tell you what I'm doing, I'm telling you that the Yitwe <coughs> connection is not just a name. We do things. We help people. I, I always say you must, you must be mad. Every day you must be mad. M A D make a difference. Every day you must make a difference. Amen. So 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 as we say, that's the way the cookie crumble, that's the way the mock flop, and that's the way the ball bounces, Because a mango can walk and a mango can talk. You can even eat a mango with a knife and fork because where the mango, there the woman go. The Lord bless you, enjoy your life.